Welcome to Courtney Barrett Radio. I'm Courtney and I'm your spiritual side hustle coach. I'm a former corporate sales rep turned spiritual business coach and breathwork facilitator. I am obsessed with helping you launch your online coaching business, sign your first clients and balance it all with your nine to five. Let's be real. There's no guidebook for 20 something women on how to handle the post-grad world of businesses, jobs, money, spirituality, and life. But if you're anything like me, I know you want to own your power to create major impact, start that business, and manifest your divine abundance. So consider this your spiritual yet down-to-earth bestie, sharing her experiences and tips for you to make your own rules. You're ready for this, babe. Now grab your favorite crystal and journal and keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cordy Bear Radio. I am beyond excited to have with me another special guest today. So on the show, I have Montel V, who is a personal brand and business mentor. She's the founder of Brand Your Influence, and she's also an international retreat trip leader. So all of you girls in business listening, you are going to love this. We're going to dive into branding, confidence, building community, all of that good stuff. So Montel, I'm so excited you're here and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I am very excited for this episode. Cannot wait to talk all about business branding. That's literally what I live, breathe and sleep. So I'm excited for this episode. (laughs) Yes, yes, me too. And I think, you know, anyone who comes across your social media or your website can see that you are just the queen of this stuff. So I'm so excited. And for anyone who is listening and hasn't heard of you before, do you want to share a little bit more about who you are and your work? Yep, sure. So my name is Mantel B. I am a personal brand and business mentor, as you mentioned. So I now uh, I'm helping coaches to develop their personal brand as well as set up their coaching business. So my journey started around six years ago when I started on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I was doing more of the beauty and lifestyle influencing on YouTube. And then it was going well for a while. I was also working at MAC Cosmetics at the time. So I was like, perfect, (laughs) dream job. I don't need to do anything else. I'll just work here and I'll build my YouTube channel. And then around two years in, it was going well. I was building up my channel, but I just didn't have that motivation anymore. I wasn't inspired by the makeup, the beauty. I knew that Mm. I was passionate about entrepreneurship and business and branding, but I just did not know how to make that possible. So Mm -hmm. I kind of continued with the beauty influencing and the hair and fashion. And then it got to a point where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I need to follow what I am passionate about. So Mm -hmm. I made a complete shift and I then went traveling. So I spent six months traveling around Southeast Asia. I moved to Bali last year as well. Stayed there for around three to four months. Yeah, it was amazing in Bali. And yeah, I just decided, okay, I'm going to shift. I'm going to take a chance and see what happens. So then that's when I did a pivot and I moved into coaching. So coaching kind of found me, I like to say, because (laughs) I've always loved teaching. I volunteered quite a lot in schools when I was, um, just a bit younger than this so I've loved teaching and I was thinking okay how can I basically marry my passion for teaching with my love for business and entrepreneurship and that's how I came across coaching I was like yes this is perfect this is it 
So yeah, I've been kind of building my brand as a coach for the past two to three years now. Mm -hmm. Things have been going really well, been attracting some amazing opportunities. And I absolutely love teaching other women exactly how they can do the same too. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh my gosh, such a powerful story. And just, it's so cool hearing about all of your different passions and how they all kind of came together and you found your way. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I I always say that my life kind of did a full circle because when I was Mm -hmm. studying in college, I was really interested in psychology and the human mind. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like I got the job at Mac and I thought, okay, this is it. I don't need to do anything else. But now I am building a business around coaching and lifestyle and I'm also studying psychology. So it's just about following the path really and life will definitely find the way for you yeah definitely so I'd be curious to hear when it comes to branding uh, was there a specific moment in your journey as an influencer that you realized just how important it was yeah so from when I from back when I was a beauty influencer and I was really starting to build up my community mm-hmm. I really started to recognize the power of branding from then and then as I went through so many different pivots and shifts as being a travel influencer, then moving into coaching, the one thing that stayed consistent was my audience, the community I've built and the brand that I've built for myself. Mm -hmm. So what I found is even though I'm shifting and I'm growing, my audience is also growing and on this journey with me. So Mm -hmm. it just proved to me that it's not always about the business itself, it's about the person you are and that's Mm -hmm. who people are following. So that's when I really started to see the power of personal branding and why it's important to have a personal brand alongside your business. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that is so golden for everyone listening because, you know, I feel like there's a sense of like liberation that it's like, okay, I can just be myself. And no matter what I do, you know, if I'm showing up in this way, then people will be interested. And I think that's so important. So I'd love to hear if you have any specific tips for building your personal brand that we can incorporate into our coaching businesses. Yep, absolutely. I've got so many tips. (laughs) So when it comes to personal branding, as you've said, it's you as the human. That's what people are really buying into. That's what is going to build that know, like, and trust with them because Mm -hmm. you want them to relate to you. You want them to be able to trust you and understand who you are, especially when building a coaching business. See, Mm -hmm. what I'm finding is, a lot of coaches, they they have an amazing offer, they have the business set up, they've got all the knowledge, but mm-hmm. it, they are just lacking that personal brand and the visibility that's needed. Mm-hmm. So what, what I'd say is when I am coaching my clients, I would take them through a journey of first understanding who they are as the person and mm-hmm. as a brand before we move on to the business. So what that would look like is piecing together your own transformational story and how that impacted your life, how that changed things in your life. And then you can go on to tell that story to your audience as well. So I have my clients create a life map, I like to call it. So what we do is we piece together from the ages, let's say zero to 10. So that's your childhood. So Mm -hmm. was there anything that happened in your childhood? Any experiences? Who did you live with at that time? What was the first memories you had? I'd have you write down all of them. And then we'd move on to ages 11 to let's say 15. So that's your puberty years. So what was the major lessons that you learned through puberty? 
what was your first relationship like all of those kind of questions mm -hmm. and then we just keep going up the life map so from there we'd maybe go from 16 to 20 when you kind of feel like you're an adult and you feel like you know <laughs> everything but you don't know anything <laughs> you're still a child so I'd piece together that year so what was high school like was there any key moments in that period mm -hmm. and we just keep going up the life map to the age that they're at now just to find all of the key lessons anything that was stuck out anything important that really aided the transformation that they're currently on as a coach mm -hmm. and then once we've done that I will have them pick out maybe three to five of the key experiences and then from there that's what would create your brand pillars so this is going to be your story that you're going to continue to tell again and again and again because it was a transformation that happened in your life and mm -hmm. it's no doubt going to be what your audience are currently experiencing now or what they may have experienced at some point. Mm -hmm. So it's all about just really knowing your story, knowing who you are first. So that's the first tip that I'd give. The second thing that I'd say is to know which platform you want to be on. So it's another thing as a coach, we've got this shiny object, object syndrome, I like to say, where there's just so many different platforms, there's so much choice, mm -hmm. but this is for you to decide which platform would I resonate well with, which platform is best for me. Mm -hmm. Whether that's Instagram, if you're more visual, you like being on video, um, that would be a great platform. If not, you maybe you like long form content, so maybe creating a blog, YouTube, podcasting, there's so many options, mm -hmm. but you really want to find that one platform that you feel inspired to be on, your audience are on, and then you can create really high quality content on there and get mm -hmm. a lot deeper with that platform as well. So you don't want to be spreading yourself too thin over too many platforms because then it kind of dilutes the message and the, the strength that you want within your personal brand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would be my second tip to just choose that one platform, master that platform, then you can move on to other platforms. And the third thing that I would say when it comes to visibility is just having a, a content strategy, but something that is quite simple. Mm -hmm. So with me, when it comes to business, I am all about the simplicity and the minimalist style of business just because I've been through it where I've tried all these different crazy funnels and content <laughs> strategies and marketing strategies I've tried it all mm -hmm. and I found the one thing that really works for me is keeping it simple and keeping it consistent mm -hmm. so if you're watching this and you are needing a simple easy to follow content strategy I would work on three things so the first thing is making sure that you've got that personal brand slash story within your content strategy so this is a bit like what we spoke about. So create your life map, find those key moments and keep sharing those moments in different types of stories. Mm -hmm. Then you want to have the educational slash shareable content. So this is when you are going to create the, the graphics, the, um, the quote pictures, educational how-tos. This is going to be step-by-steps that people can follow. So it shows that, yeah, you actually do know what you're talking about. You can help people get the result. And then lastly is, of course, sales. So this is going to be your direct call to actions, mm -hmm. making sure that people are aware of the offers that you do have, because you will be surprised how many people in your audience may not even know that you've got an offer or know that you're a coach. I swear the other day, someone messaged me saying, oh, you're a coach. I didn't even know. What is that? <laughs> and I'm like, I talk about it every single day. So it just goes to show and it showed me that 
you have to be visible you have to be consistent with your messaging mm-hmm. and what you are sharing in your offers because not everyone is going to see them so mm-hmm. yeah they're the three things that I'd say are key for a simple content strategy to follow and I can guarantee success in your coaching business if you are sharing those three topics oh my gosh I'm like everyone needs to listen to that and play it back like three more times and take so many notes that was amazing <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I just like to keep it as simple as possible. And I found that that is so effective to create a well-rounded brand. See, Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like, oh, I'll just create loads of graphics or quotes and I'll just keep it really educational. But that is all well and good. But what you'll find is your audience will feel like they've got everything they need by your graphics and your how-tos that you're always doing if you just share educational. So that's why you need to be sharing that personal brand as well Mm -hmm. and adding that emotion in there because people cannot connect with a graphic picture. They want to see your face. They want to see the emotion, Mm -hmm. the vulnerability behind it. So that's why a healthy mixture of all three are needed within your personal Mm -hmm. brand. Yeah. And I love all that too, because honestly, at the beginning of the entrepreneurship journey, sometimes it feels like there's a million and one different things that we need to do. And it's like kind of overwhelming. So I feel like for anyone listening who is at the beginning of the journey and maybe wondering, you know, what to focus on, that's going to be super, super helpful. So I'd love to hear, you know, when it comes to that vulnerability, like you were talking about, or, you know, getting real and sharing parts of our journey and our our life events, you know, how can we overcome imposter syndrome and really gain that confidence to share those parts of ourselves on the internet (laughs) yeah I'm so happy to be talking about this because (laughs) I've recently done a post about this myself and Mm -hmm. it's something that comes up again and again and again especially as a new coach or as an aspiring coach and it's something that my clients always have the fear of the judgment the fear of getting vulnerable feeling like, why should I have to share my story with strangers? That's the mindset that quite a lot of people have as well. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is the reason why you have been called to be a coach is because you're here to serve. So the first thing or the first mindset shift is to not see it as you talking to strangers. Although they are strangers, (laughs) you have to see it as this is your community Mm -hmm. and your words are powerful. You are the leader of your community. So you have to be showing up like that. You have to be serving them. You have to be showing them that showing them the way and your transformation as well because Mm -hmm. yes you can give them all the education all the knowledge but if they don't know you've also been on this journey it's going to be harder for them to open up and trust you yeah so when it comes to vulnerability I want to say that it's definitely not easy even recently I've shared something that happened in my story that I haven't yet shared online publicly and Mm -hmm. even I was holding back from sharing that but it gets to a point when you realize that the longer you hold on to this, the longer you're going to feel like you are keeping yourself a prisoner to your story and to your truth. Mm-hmm. So once you finally release that and you get the feedback, you get the comments from people saying how much it's inspired them, it becomes so freeing to you and mm-hmm. you know that you are on the right track with what you are doing. So I'd say start small. You do not need to go out there and share absolutely everything if you don't feel like it but there is going to be certain parts of your transformation that you can share in the simplest of forms and one thing that I'd also say on the flip side of this is a lot of people do 
feel like if they don't have a super traumatic story or if they haven't been through hardship then their story is not good enough to share mm-hmm. or um, they're not a good enough coach or they haven't been through transformation and what I want to say with that is your story is valid regardless of what you've been through you could have had the most quote-unquote perfect life <laughs> but that's still your story and there's people who are still going to resonate with that and connect with you for that so mm-hmm do not feel like vulnerability means that you have to be sharing traumatic events or the worst thing that's ever happened to you it could be a small thing in your eyes but that one thing is going to be that missing piece of the puzzle for your audience to finally feel like they can open up and they can also share so yeah to answer the question to start small own the truth that you are share the transformation that you've been through because you would have absolutely been through a transformation if you're a different person to who you was years ago or who you was before you was a coach then you've been for transformation so your story is valid to share amazing oh I love that because seriously we all have a short story to share we've all been through something in our lives right and I think one of the things that held me back when I started my business was the fear of sharing and then people thinking that you know because I had a challenge in my life that I wasn't qualified to coach, which now that I'm looking back, it's like, no, like I overcame it just because I've been through something doesn't mean that like, you know, I'm imperfect and suddenly I can't share anything. And I think once you kind of realize that that's, you know, you just expressing your truth and that if you've been able to overcome it, like you can help someone else with it and share it and it's not going to like invalidate you. It's really freeing. (laughs) Yeah. I 100% agree. I feel like as a coach, you do kind of put that pressure on yourself to have all of the answers, to have everything figured (laughs) out and you can't ever do no wrong, which couldn't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just another mindset shift to start seeing yourself as you are on a journey. You're taking your audience, you're taking your clients on that journey with you. We never stop growing. We never stop evolving. Mm -hmm. So you can't be so hard on yourself to feel like your client's expect you to be perfect because they don't (laughs) they just want you to be a couple steps ahead of where they're trying to get to and that's not going to know all the answers it's just going to help them get there and you be the guide for them as well so Mm. yeah it definitely comes with a lot of time a lot of experience in the coaching world to understand that you do you can be vulnerable you can share where you do make mistakes and where you're not perfect and your audience will respect you a lot more for that as well Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like too, when you don't pretend to be perfect, it doesn't seem like you're holding back or like hiding something. <laughs> Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It, like you say, it's just so freeing to be more raw, be able to share. But again, it does come over time. So just start small with that and mm-hmm. work your way up from there. Yes. Amazing. So when it comes to building a highly engaged community, I know that's something that you're really passionate about and helping your clients become the go-to coach in the industry. I'd love to hear like what some of your recommendations are for new coaches who are maybe feeling like cultivating a community is tough. Like no one's really seeing them online and you know how we can help with this and really rise up to, you know, grow that impact that we're all really wanting. Yeah, definitely. So The first thing I would say is a lot of coaches or anyone for that matter who's wanting to build their brand or community, they kind of focus on the numbers and Mm -hmm. the vanity metrics. 
So you need to get out of the habit of doing that because that is what's going to make you so unhappy and just never satisfied with the community mm-hmm. building. And what you'll find is when you're always focused on reaching a certain number, whether it be 10K followers, 50K, whatever your goal is, if you fixate on that goal, you're actually forgetting about the people who are already in your community waiting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people just still see it as the number but we're not seeing it as a person and a human behind that so whether you've currently got a hundred followers 500 a thousand they are still people so you could be working at nurturing the audience that you've already got before Mm -hmm. you can grow your audience so especially when it comes to Instagram if people come to me and say oh I just want to grow my following I need more followers I always ask them, okay, but what are you currently doing to nurture the audience that you've already got? And nine times out of 10, they say, oh, nothing. (laughs) I just post. (laughs) And the way to grow is by creating a highly engaged platform and engaged account. So you do that by connecting with the audience you've already got. And then once that platform sees that you are engaged with that audience, people engage with you, they're going to start pushing you out to more people. And that's how you slowly start to build your audience. So it's definitely not a race when it comes to building that highly engaged community. It's all about focusing on the community that you've already got and then working from there. So one thing that I would also recommend if you are a new coach or even if you are, you've been a coach for a while is collaboration. This is what's really going to explode your account or your platform or your community for that matter by leveraging other people's audiences who are like-minded who talk about similar topics you can really start to see a growth in your community with the right people so Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that doing shout outs or promotion (laughs) is the way to grow when really it could be a way to grow but you're not growing ideal clients so you need to start seeing it as you're a business owner you're not just a an influencer although you've got an influential platform you are more of a business owner so you want to make sure that you are growing a community of ideal clients and people who are going to be interested in your services so it's important to make sure that you are being very intentional with how you are growing your account so definitely collaborations and focusing on the audience that you've already got Mm -hmm. oh those are amazing tips and like it's so true what you're saying about having that aligned following because you know it's like you could double your follower count but if no one is an aligned client it's not going to increase your sales (laughs) yeah it's such a common misconception that people think followers relate to sales or clients and it couldn't (laughs) be further from the truth take that from me, I'm currently on 7,000 or so and only a small portion of them are ideal clients at the moment. So Mm -hmm. even my business coach before that, she had maybe 100K and she said the exact same. So you can't just be chasing (laughs) the vanity metrics and the numbers. You have to make sure that you are taking time to get to know the people who are in your community, finding out their names, finding out what their interests Mm -hmm. are, building that connection with them because the more they feel comfortable reaching out to you engaging with you the more like I say your account will be pushed and the more you are going to grow yeah and it's also more fun that way too like Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients like the people who genuinely follow you like they're your people like they see something in you that's a common similarity like it's fun to engage with people. Like if you have things in common, you realize, oh my gosh, like we both like this, we both have this kind of passion. Like it can be a good fun time on Instagram. It doesn't have to be like some kind of work that you dread. And, you know, it's really freeing to know that you don't need to please everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I 100% agree with that. 
And I found that it's always the most random things that I'm doing. Like, for example, I'm into sound healing, so I'll show sound healing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm building connections with people. It's less of, well, of course, it is the business content (laughs) that I'm putting out there. But I could just be going for a walk one day or I could be doing a sound healing session Mm -hmm. and people would be like, oh, my God, I love doing that, too. And we'll just get chatting from there. And then before you know it, they're a client. So people often think that you you have to be so serious with your brand and your business when really if you have fun with it, people are going to be attracted to that energy that you're putting off. And this is how you are going to grow your community a lot quicker. Yes, for sure. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about influence because I know that's another one of your big passions. And I think it'd be really awesome for the listeners if you would share how you define influence and how as coaches, we can leverage our influence in an authentic way to, you know, grow this aligned audience, but also, you know, to not see influence as kind of like an icky word, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes total sense. There has been a bit of a negative connotation around the word influencer um, because we see like the influencers on Instagram or the Instagram model kind of influencer (laughs) and everyone just believes that's the only type of influencer you can be when it really could not be further from the truth. So the way I would define influencing is being able to have a positive effect or a positive memory or just anything that you are able to inspire positively in another person that is what considers you an influencer. It's got Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the amount of followers you've got on Instagram. It's got nothing to do with the amount of likes that you get. It's all about, can you be that positive influence on another person? Can you change Mm -hmm. their life in some way? If whether it's the smallest way or the biggest way, how can you do that for one person? And if you can do it for one person, you are an influencer. So in the coaching world, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So in the coaching world, it's kind of been made as it's either you have to be one or the other. You can't be an influencer and a coach. You have to choose one. And I say the opposite. I say, as a coach, you also want to be working at building an influential platform. The mm-hmm. more influence you can have over people, positive influence, the more impact you're going to be able to create on the world, the more mm-hmm. change that we can have for the better. So when you think about who your online mentors may be, for me, it's, Oprah, it's Michelle Obama, they're my influences. Are they an Instagram influencer? Absolutely not, but they are still a positive influence in the world. (laughs) So this is why I really just, I'm so passionate about bridging the gap between what it is to be an influencer and what it is to have an influential coaching business because I think the Mm -hmm. more visibility you have the more positive influence the more trust you build with people the better your life's going to be in the sake of the financial income you're going to bring in but then also the impact that you're going to create on the world because we're not just here to be a coach at the end of the day yes it's our business yes it's what we want to do but we want we're brought on this earth to have much more impact on the world Mm -hmm. so we do that by having more visibility and we've been blessed with such amazing tools like social media the internet so we can really start to use these tools to our advantage so Mm -hmm. if you are a new coach feeling like I don't want to be considered an influencer I don't want to be put my face out there then I guess the choice is always yours but I know in my case and the clients that I work with 
they are done with being the invisible coach. They they know that they're made for more. They know they've got a message to share. So it's just all about how can you start positioning yourself as that go-to coach and building that visibility, which mm. is done by, of course, personal branding, storytelling, and having a simple strategy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is seriously such a beautiful perspective to have on this. And I feel like when you put it in that terms, like there's no there's no need to feel bad about, you know, selling, talking about offers. There's no need to feel, you know, guilty or even to play small, to be like, you know, you can help so many more people than you think. And I just, I think that's such a loving perspective. And I feel like someone's going to hear it and be like, yes, like I needed this today. And I just, I think it's also a beautiful way to think about, you know, whether somebody decides to invest in you or not, they're still walking away with something like even from your free content, you know, what can they learn? Like, I just, I love your perspective. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. So when you are coming from a place of service, everything you put out there is a service paid or not. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just about sharing, being of service, remembering why you got into coaching in the first place and sticking with that message. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And I'd love to ask you because I know that you have a part-time job and a lot of women listening are still in a nine to five while they're building their business. So I'd be curious to hear, you know, how do you balance your job and your business and what are your best tips for others doing the same? Yeah, so at the moment, I am, as you say, working part time. It is a nine to five. However, I've dropped my hours. So um, four days a week, I'll still be doing the nine to five hours. And then Mm -hmm. I'll have three days off in the week. So it takes a lot of organization, I'd say. And organization (laughs) is not something that comes natural to me. When I was younger, I was very organized. I had different notepads and every stationery. I loved it all. But as I'm getting older, I'm just realizing that it's not my strong point. So you have to, if that's also yourself and organization is not a strong point for you, it's like a muscle. You have to start practicing it. Mm-hmm. And the more organized you can be, the more freeing it will make you feel. So what I do to really start to organize my weeks is I use Asana which is a project Mm. management tool it's my life I love it (laughs) if you want to check out my tutorials I've got a few on YouTube which is at Montelby (laughs) but yeah I love Asana for project management and just organizing my whole life I've literally got everything in there so what it'll look like is I've got a folder for operations so every single day I like to set a different theme for what that day is going to be about And the reason I do this is because the more you can get into the habit of batch creating tasks or batch doing the similar tasks, the less energy you're going to be draining. For example, I have a YouTube channel. I've got my Instagram. I do a lot. I've got coaching calls, of course. (laughs) So if I was to finish work at five, have something to eat, decide I'm going to film, then I'm going to jump in a coaching call, then I'm going to check my emails. It's a lot of bouncing from different tasks. And this is mm-hmm. what really wastes your energy because it, I think the, I can't remember exactly, but I think it takes maybe, you see for seven or 20 minutes. I know that's a crazy, I, I don't know which one it is, but <laughs> it's one of those. It takes a lot of time to get into a focus. So if you're going to sit down and focus on one task and then you're going to jump to something else, you'll mm-hmm. find a lot of that time ends up being wasted. So for example, I will say every Monday is my business operations day. So that's when I'm checking my emails. I'm checking in with clients. 
I'm just checking anything on the back end, any systems, anything that I haven't caught up on over the weekend, I'll mm. use Monday for that. And that really works for me because Monday is the busiest day at my job. So mm. I'll know that after I finish working, I'm not going to be doing something that's too heavy. So I'm not going to be filming mm. that day, for example. Then on Tuesday, I will say, okay, this is my coaching call day. So after I finish work on Tuesday, I'll have a few coaching calls and that's all I'll do for that day. Mm-hmm. Wednesday that would be content writing days so as I do YouTube and Instagram I'll set up that day where I'm just writing any scripts that I want to do or any captions and then the following day which is Thursday so that's my full day off this is where I'll be heavy on the content creation because I know that's when I've got most energy mm-hmm. so I'll be filming all the YouTube videos that I've written the previous day I'll schedule all my Instagram captions all of that content heavy stuff will happen on Thursday and then back into Friday, I'll be working that day. So after I finish work, I, what do I do on Fridays? I like to spend Fridays just on Instagram. I'll either go live or I'll do a bit of engaging, just something super light. So that's what I do. So I'd say to set out all of the tasks that you have to do in your business, all of the priorities, and then batching them into similar days just to make sure that you are spending that time and energy doing a similar task and yeah that's what saved me it's definitely not easy though (laughs) and it takes a lot of discipline which again is like a muscle you have to learn how to build that but once you get into that routine you'll realize how freeing it's going to be for you and then when you get to a stage where you're eventually going to leave that job you'll realize that you're already in a routine you know what it is you need to do because I've found for myself when I left this job sorry before I worked at this job I left my job before and Mm. what I found is the problem wasn't not having time the problem was just not having that organization so even when I wasn't working and I just had my business to focus on I was still wasting a lot of time I still didn't have that organization so Mm. if you can get into this routine now while she's still working you'll be so much more successful once you finally leave your job Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's amazing like you could have us fooled that organization comes natural to you because that that sounds amazing. <laughs> and um, I know organization is something I need a little bit more of in my life. So definitely going to take some notes from that. Uh, but before we wrap up today, I kind of want to ask a more like random fun question that I'm curious about. So um, I'd love to hear like, how has your time as an international retreat trip leader changed you? And where is the coolest place that you have traveled to? <laughs> yeah, so this has changed me in terms of growth. So in case anyone here doesn't know, I am a trip leader with Panji Dreams. So we host educational retreats for women. And on the retreats, we would be hosting workshops such as personal branding, digital marketing, content creation, photography, how to build your brand, how to monetize, just all of those digital entrepreneurship skills. So So we'll be doing that. Yeah, like so good. So we'll be doing that for half the time at the retreat and then the other half will be traveling, we'll be connecting, getting to know each other. So when I went on my first retreat, which was in Mexico, I did a sister circle and this was the first time I've ever done a sister circle. In case you don't know what that is, it's when you will sit in a circle with a group of girls and you will just talk and you'll just release emotions you'll be super vulnerable share Mm -hmm. things that you've maybe never shared with anyone before and that was my first ever one and I was crying like a baby I shared things (laughs) that I've never shared about myself and it was just so freeing to be able to do that so it definitely grew me 
so much as a person being on these retreats not even just as the leader but also I felt like a participant as well and I got mm. I gained so much from that um and then the next question you asked was where was the coolest place I've been I would oh I would say Mexico again I absolutely <laughs> love Mexico so we went to Puerto Vallarta I mm-hmm. believe I pronounced that right and I just loved everything about it the people the food everything was just amazing so yeah definitely there amazing yeah I'm a pretty big travel fan myself so as soon as I saw that about you I was like I need to ask (laughs) yeah yeah it's been amazing definitely incredible so before we go I would love to hear do you have any last words that you want to leave our audience with or any kind of last pieces of advice yeah I would say if you are a coach not knowing where to start with building your personal brand the first thing to do is definitely just start. I know that's such a cliche thing for people to say, but honestly, the more you put yourself out there and start, the easier it's going to become for you. And definitely take on my advice about creating a life map that will change your Mm -hmm. life when it comes to knowing exactly what to share. Amazing. Well, this has been such a great interview, Montel. I want to thank you so, so much for being here. I am so grateful and I'm so excited for everyone to hear this because I feel like everyone's just going to leave with like pages and pages of incredible notes. Um, but before we go, I'd love to hear, you know, where can we find you? Where can we come hang out? And do you have any offers at the moment that you would love to share with us? Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Montel B. So that's M-O-N-T-E-L-L-E-B-E-E. And then you can also find me at YouTube on at Montel B as well. And at the moment, I do have a free resource, which I'd love to share with you guys, which Mm -hmm. is a roadmap for how you can become the go-to coach in your industry within 90 days or less. So you can download that at Montel, sorry, www.montelb.com forward slash roadmap. Perfect. We'll put a link to that below so everyone can come and hang out and they can download it. But thank you so much for being on the show. This has been amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. And I hope you all have definitely learned something from this as well. Yeah, I know that everyone will. And everyone listening, make sure you do your homework, create that beautiful personal brand, and then go out there and share it. Thanks for listening and letting me guide you to your most spiritual side hustle. If you love the show, I would be so grateful to hear from you in an iTunes review. And be sure to come hang out with me over on Instagram at the Court Barrett and join my free Facebook community, the Spiritual Side Hustle Society, for even more daily inspo and tips. Now, what are you waiting for? Go out there and live your soul's purpose, and I'll talk to you next time.